On the Sunday before the election four years ago, it was also All Saints Sunday. In that sermon, I mentioned the upcoming election and the related stress and anxiety that came with it. Little did we know. Four years ago, I mentioned articles that were floating around online with titles like, stressed about the election? If so, you've got company. And this election will end. The mental damage may not. Titles that seem as apt and pertinent right now as they did four years ago. And that's true in part because this year, the articles that are floating around have titles like tensions flare in fight for key states and Trump cheers, a truck caravan swarming a Biden bus. And Texas Republicans seek to toss 127,000 drive-through votes cast in Harris County. And super spreading Trump rallies led to more than 700 COVID-19 deaths, study estimates. Four years ago, I also shared with you my thoughts about what values and principles should motivate your decisions at the ballot box. I reminded you that every human being is created in the image and likeness of God, and that therefore each and every human being is equal before God and beloved by God. I reminded you that Christians have a moral imperative to care for the stranger and the immigrant and to be in solidarity with the poor and the oppressed. I reminded you that Jesus calls on his disciples to love their enemies and that therefore we must always be deeply skeptical about calls for the use of violence. I asked you to remember that God calls on humanity to be good stewards of creation and to care for the environment. With all that in mind, I invited you to vote for the people and the ballot initiatives that you prayerfully discerned reflected these values. Recognizing that while no candidate or initiative is perfect, some better embody these principles than others. And I ask you to do the same thing again this year. If you have not yet voted, please do so. God calls on us to work with our neighbors, to bring about justice, and to promote the common good. And while we certainly should not limit our work for justice and common good to voting, voting is one important thing we can do. As an act, Voting grounds us in this world in common cause with our fellow human beings and the formation of our society. As a, as a small but important act, voting asks us to decenter ourselves as it has the potential to help us see that we are indeed interdependent and that we rely upon one another for our common good. And this, this reality of interdependence is one of the things that we celebrate on this All Saints Day. 
in this morning's opening prayer or, or call it, we proclaimed God has knit together God's chosen in, in one community and fellowship of Christ's mystical body. Which is to say, in our baptisms, we have been united one to another as members of the body of Christ. This union exists across time and space. Indeed, we are joined to others around the world who also share in Jesus's death and resurrection by means of the waters of baptism. And so too, we are united throughout time as the living are united to the dead as members of the body of Christ. For in Christ, we declare that for those who have died, life is changed and not ended as God has prepared for them an eternal dwelling place. But lest we believe that the interconnection ends with those who have been baptized, let me remind you that in Jesus, God has united God's self to the whole of humanity and creation. In the Gospel of John, we hear that the word became flesh and dwelled among us, so that in Jesus, God might draw all people and all things to God's self. God is the one in whom we live and move and have our being. And as God unites us to God in Christ, so too God unites us with one another and the whole of creation. Our connection and our interrelation in God is the very ground of our existence. To paraphrase the, the Anglican poet and priest John Donne, no person is an island unto themselves. The call of the Christian life is to live into this interconnection together. We see this throughout scripture, of course, but we most certainly see it in the life and work of Jesus. In today's gospel lesson, Jesus announces certain blessings, the so-called Beatitudes. The Beatitudes are not so much a, a list of moral injunctions as they are a, a revelation of what our lives might look like as we come to live fully into the, the realization of our interdependence. Jesus blesses the poor in spirit, the mourner and the humble, blesses those who hunger and work for, for justice and peace, blesses the merciful, the pure in heart, and the persecuted. Each of these beatitudes reflect and make sense of the other. They each make one another possible. They too are interrelated. For instance, one might say that to be pure in heart is to desire God above all things. This desire demands a, a certain poverty of spirit, the, the wanting of the one we can never fully possess. This poverty then enables us to, to lower our defenses and to live more fully with the, the frustration and the loss of our lives. And this ability to mourn ourselves then enables us to, to mourn with others and to stand in solidarity with them and, and the cause of, of mercy, justice, and peacemaking. 
and indeed to face the possibility of persecution. The Beatitudes then show us how our lives might come to reveal God as we live into them. In our baptisms, we make a covenant with God to seek and serve Christ in all persons and to love our neighbors as ourselves. We're called to work for justice and peace and, and respect the dignity of every human being. We're called to proclaim the good news of God in Christ through word and deed. No matter what happens on Tuesday or in the next few weeks or months, we will be called to live into this way of being in the world by embracing the Beatitudes and embracing our interdependence one to another. No matter what, we are called to walk the way of love. And what God tells us in that is that through it all, God is with us. In good times and bad, God is with us. No matter what, God is with us because nothing, absolutely nothing, can separate us from the love of God in Christ. And so blessed are the poor in spirit and those who mourn and the meek. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are the pure in heart, the merciful, the peacemakers, and those who are persecuted. And blessed, blessed are you on this All Saints Day. Amen.